Death Before Booze may discuss controversial or sensitive topics and is not appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Death Before Booze. I'm Sam. I'm Jen. And you're you and you're stuck with us for a little bit now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's usually that's how these things work. <laughs> usually. We're for <laughs> Death Before Booze. And um, yeah, we're just gonna talk about a whole bunch of crazy, crazy stuff along the way. Yeah, we love everything creepy and crime, and we like to tell each other random stories at Christmas parties when we're drunk in my brother-in-law's basement, and just try and freak <laughs> each other out as much as we can. So we figured we would just do that with everybody, because why not? Yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to listen to us, thank you. <laughs> That's all. That, just hang out. Hey. <laughs> Get excited now. <laughs> we figured out how the mics work. We're good. We're all good. I mean, working. one time I took an acting class and the teacher was like, there was this dude who was like, remember your lines and don't walk into the furniture. So I think we're kind of just <laughs> going at that. the worst that can happen. People are going to tell us if we suck. People are going to tell us that we're great and we'll just tweak it and get better as we go. Right. Right, so sort of everything is terrible. I've heard, so yeah, we're up for par. Right, we got ourselves together. We got we got our social medias together. We got everything going on before, so we're pretty much ahead of what other podcast people do. So I think I don't know. I don't know what other podcast people do. I just kind of guess. <laughs> I mean, that seemed to be the fun part. Like, get your Facebook, get your Instagram, get your Patreon, yeah. get your merch. We have all that. Go to our website. Oh, we have a website, deathbeforebooze.com. Come visit. You can find our Patreon page. You can find our merch. You can get to all of our social medias. Yes, we have a Pinterest because I'm obsessed with Pinterest. <laughs> what else do we have? We have our email address. So you can always contact us and let us know. We love feedback. Um, I'm going to say it again at the bottom, but make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe and tell a friend about this because that's the only way we can grow. And we really want to grow. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready um, to do this. Let's do it. <laughs> so we decided to start this podcast because my mother-in-law found uh, an article in the paper that the Conjuring House was allowing for ghost hunting. We bought our cool shirts. We did. Oh, we were ready to go. And then, you know, we talked about how cool it was going to be and all the things we were going to do. And we were going to get all this ghost stuff. And then a couple of days later, Jen goes, I get a text message. Um, yeah, can we just start a podcast? We <laughs> haven't gone to the Conjuring we, House. I was like, we should do that. And you're like, what? Seriously? So we. Let's go. So this is yeah. this is. For, and then we do the Conjuring House and then we do ghost hunting. So yeah, <laughs> this um, is the plan. It's all out of order, yeah. but it's there. <laughs> it all done i mean it's cool we got big dreams big plans and we're gonna take all of you listeners along for the ride it'll be exciting you're welcome and we got some stories this week oh boy okay <laughs> so do you want to tell the topic or should i um well i'll tell the topic so you tell we decided that because we're both in connecticut we decided let's just go with connecticut here we are so 
This week is Connecticut Tales. So we've got some creepy stuff going on. Um, and we chose things that, you know, we took a deep dive into that might not be so well-known in Connecticut. So I'm excited. Oh, and for any case that we do, you can always go to our website and find all of our sources, any pictures that we're talking about. They'll all be on there under the blog tab. So feel free to go visit and research as you like or correct me because nine times out of 10, I will be wrong. It's totally cool. I accept this, but you can always check our, our work. So are we doing this? Yeah, Should we're doing this. So my story is about Tyree the cannibal. I'm so excited. <laughs> so this crime took place in 2011. So it's like, what, 12 years old? Like, it's not That's that old. That's not that old. No, like, when I first heard it, I was like, Tyree the Cannibal, this has to be like the 1800s, right? right. No, like it's Jeffrey, Like the 70s Jeffrey Dahmer type yeah, of era. Yeah, not, not even. Okay. There you go. Okay. So Tyree Lincoln Smith was born January 11th, 1977, to Cheryl Robb and... Adolph Smith. So his mom was 18, his dad was 21, and then they got married later on when Tyree was like seven. Awesome. Tyree went to uh, public school. He completed about three years of high school, and then he left in 94. So like September of 94, he enrolled in the Job Corps. Have you heard of this? A vocational training program administered by the U.S. Department of Labor that helps young people learn a trade while earning a high school diploma. You know what? I've never heard of this. I, I feel like that's a good program for kids who are like having trouble. Yeah, I know in trades. New Jersey. Where I came up, they had like vocational schools and you would go. Some of them would be like half day. You'd yes. be in high school and then the other half of the day you'd be like learning to be a mechanic or yep. learning how to do hair. Like learning how to be a plumber. All like those important things that are disappearing. And yeah, and I think guys, there's so much money there. Go learn a trade. Seriously. I wish... My husband's a mechanic. I wish I had in my, like, pinky the amount of talent that man has. Oh, my God. He's fantastic. He can make anything work again. Like, if you know how to do that, you'd be sad. I'm a teacher, so I'm high school. And, like, whenever I tell the kids, you might not go to college and you might want to go to a trade school instead. Other teachers, like, administration are like, we don't tell the kids that you, you don't go to college. And I'm like... Why not? Like, we were told to go to college. Capitalism. And look at what happened. We went to college. Look, look at the freaking student loans we have. And look at what our paycheck looks like. That's we're good. in our 30s and we're starting a podcast. <laughs> Do you with that information as you see fit. Just you know, saying. I mean. So Tyree, he enrolled in Job Corps, did this awesome thing. Um, he tried to learn a trade, didn't really stick. He grew up in Bridgeport, Estonia. After, you know, his little round of high school, he moved over to California and then finally kind of landed in Florida. So he's been all over the world. Just a little background on him. He's a single father. Uh, he's an unpublished writer, a former model. When he was in California, he was a model. And, you know, I'm going to say it like this at the top. At times, <laughs> he had like... He lived a normal life. Like, I don't really know how to say this politically correct. The man had some issues going on. Right. Unfortunately, his good days were few and far between. <laughs> the best way to put it. I'm going to tell you about the unpublished manuscript that he was writing, and it'll really explain where I'm going with this. I don't, so, like, I don't like this. Unpublished no. manuscript doesn't sound great. No, no, no. Unpublished mm -hmm. manuscript. Um, the last time when he was writing it, when he was still in Florida, it was almost 400 pages. Oh, Lord. In it, he detailed 
images that he was writing about his life, things that he had experienced, whether they be in his head or in real life, mm-hmm. or things that he had experienced in the future. I'm going to let that sink in. Okay. Let's talk about things we experience in the future <laughs> that we haven't really experienced. He did have an issue figuring out what was real life sometimes and what was in his head. So a lot of times it was he was hearing voices, Greek gods were talking to him. You know, he was raped, he was raping, he was murdering, he was murdered. He had a really hard time figuring out that reality line quite often. And again, it wasn't all the time. It was just sometimes. But, you know, as we're getting into this 2011 event he was really having a hard time with that line like what's real what's not is athena talking to me is zeus my best friend we don't know so was he medicated no okay because this kind of i don't pretend to be a psychologist but this kind of sounds like something but that today perhaps, we will perhaps if, if poseidon is talking to you perhaps we need to say you might want to tell somebody i don't know so a lot of times on his social media he would like write where he was in the book or give you excerpts of the book um at one point he wrote devouring your flesh smelling your bodies burn in a heap i hate the day they created you filthy humans there that's what's been on my mind since childhood happy I don't like that at all. <laughs> like, no, I don't. I don't love that. That's not, <laughs> that's not my favorite quote I've ever read. I feel like if um, I saw someone I followed on social media and that was what they, I think that would cause me to have some red flags and be like, do I contact somebody about this? Because, you know, like that's always the thing nowadays. Like is someone serious? Is they Are they not? And I don't know. While he was, you know, writing things like that, he would also be like, oh my God, I lost 300 pages on my little flash drive on my desk. Where did it go? Zeus is hiding it from me. Things like that. <laughs> oh, he really like was freaking out. He would bring himself down. Mm-hmm. He would take a breath. He would grab his bottle of sake and go for a walk in the middle of the night. Sake? That huh? was his... Go for a little nighttime stroll. Got to get it out. Get the get the shakes out. Let's go. We're good, right? It was so fun. So this is just a little background. Give you a little heads up into where his mind is right now. What he's thinking, how he's feeling, all that good stuff. We're going to jump to December 15th. He's back in Bridgeport. He's hanging out here in CT, you know, doing his thing. Um, he came here by bus and he showed up at his cousin Nicole's house. Nicole's really awesome. You know, they've been close since they were kids. He kind of pops in there whenever but he shows up, bangs on her door and is like, dude, I got to tell you what the Greek gods are telling me. Man, they are excited. They are ready for blood. They told me I got to get my hands dirty. I'm on it. I am so ready for this to be the day. And she's like, bro, cool. You have fun with that. So you need to leave. But, you know, I got your back. You let me know how that goes. Not really thinking. But, (laughs) you know, he's having an episode and he'll be fine. Well, unfortunately, he really didn't have anywhere to stay. I don't know if Nicole knew that or not, but he was kind of homeless. So he went back to where he had previously lived in Bridgeport outside of these apartments. I think it was on Brooks Ave. I had it written down. Hold on. Bridgeport. Okay. That night, Smith curled up outside on the porch of an abandoned, boarded up Brooks Street apartment building where he used to live. Okay. So that's where he kind of hung out. He had a book bag. Hold up. 
He had his book bag from his cousins. Inside of it with was... With the manuscript. With the, with the flash drive. <laughs> I mean, you know. With the manuscript. And a hatchet. I mean, as you do. Is the hatchet sticking out of my backpack? Because... <laughs> I mean, that's how you make friends, I thought. Like, I, it's a conversation starter. I, I don't, it certainly is. <laughs> I'd be like, dude, why the fuck do you have a hatchet? <laughs> Are you Johnny Appleseed? <laughs> Should I be prepared? So he is awakened. He had fallen asleep on the porch. He gets woken up by a fellow homeless person whose name is Angel Tuntun Gonzalez. So he's unfortunately our victim. He had, you know, different issues with the drug. So he also found himself homeless. But... He had friends. He was popular in the neighborhood. Like, whether or not you were on his level of that, he what he said hi to everybody. Everybody knew him. Tun Tun was everybody's best friend. High fives, hugs, checking in, all that good stuff. So really out of the goodness of his heart, he found a fellow homeless person he had never met, didn't know anything about, woke him up and said, bro, I know how to get in the building. Come on, like, stay warm with me. It's December. Oh. Like, it's cold. He's always like, come on, I'm going to take care of you. They got in the building and the first thing Smith heard in his head was, that's your blood. I don't like, I don't like this. The minute he said, let's go in the house, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they get in the house. Smith hears in his head, this is your blood. And nobody heard from Angel Tantan Gonzalez again. I know my heart. I mean, somebody who's that nice when, you know, they are homeless, they are having, you know, whatever issues in their life to reach out a hand and be like, hey, man, I know it's cold. I know how to get into this building so we can be warm. You know, I'll share whatever resources I have. Come on. He's just trying to be nice. And, you know, you feel bad for Tyree, too, because he's just not right in his head. Like, there's just so much bad happening here. It's like, Oh, I just feel bad. Okay. Yeah, that's that's so, the problem with these stories. You're like, Jesus, but it's like I get it. So there's some kind of like, it's a sympathetic character. You feel bad, but you don't know who to feel bad for. <laughs> okay, so the next day, our buddy Tyree goes back over to his cousin's house, and he's got like stuff on him. You know, he's got like blood and dried blood and blood on him. <laughs> And he's over there for dinner this time. Nicole's like, what's up? Like, what's going on here? And he looks at her dead in the eyes and goes, I got my blood. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I threw up myself. I can't. Jesus Christ. Then he thought in his infinite wisdom, let me tell my cousin every single little detail. It's cool. Let me tell you everything. Like, he was so excited. This is the best thing I've done in my entire life. I need to tell you everything right now this second. And she's like. Oh, boy. Okay, so now I'm going to put in a trigger warning. I know this is nowhere near as bad as what other crimes are, but, dude, it gave me some, like, heebs, so I'm going to trigger warn this. Um, Obviously, this is the cannibal part. This is the murder bloody part, like, just so you're ready. And I'm going to kind of read it so I can get through it. Okay, so what he told her was... (sighs) Angel (laughs) Tuntun Gonzalez got him in the house, turned around, and was showing him around... So he knew where to go. He took the hatchet out of his bag and just attacked him. So from behind. Jesus Christ. The hatchet blows to Gonzalez's face and head were, quote unquote, so severe. Tyree was able to remove an eye from the man's head along with pieces of brain matter and matter, pieces of brain matter and a piece of his skull. 
Okay. That's from behind? Yeah. Like, Holy shit. He beat his head and face so bad that like his eyeball popped out. Bleh. Yeah, I know. Okay. Bleh. So no then no, thank you. Uh, Tyree did. He took some of the brain matter, the eyeball, oh, no. and that little piece of skull. He put the skull in his book bag. And he went over to the Lakewood Cemetery where he had a cousin buried. So a different cousin. Nicole's still alive. Okay. So at the cemetery, he takes out the eyeball. He eats it. He says that uh, it tastes like an oyster. And the brain matter, he ate that too. And then he washed it all down with sake and toasted his cousin's grave. What is the sake? Like, is there, like, that's, that's his alcohol his dr- of choice? I mean, Which I like tequila. It, I, yeah. That's, I guess it's fine. It's just, like, whenever, like, you think about people being like, I need to, I need a drink, it's usually not sake. Because sake is, like, usually that warm thing you have when you're having ramen. And you're like, this is great. Not like a, I'm going to murder someone with a hatchet. Like, I just Thanks. thought it was kind of different. So yeah, you'd think he'd get like a small bottle of something cheaper at right. the liquor store, but I mean, everybody has their thing. I'm not going to yuck his yum. He can have his sake. Um, so he toasted okay. the guy's life or his cousin's life. At he, his... I, that I don't know. Like, he just said he toasted just like, his cousin's to- grave. You know, he might have just poured one out for his homies, you know. Which is... <laughs> Who, I, like, I guess you could consider um, Angel. Uh, oh, my God. He's an angel. Um, Angel. <laughs> oh, think about it. He's such an I'm, angel. It's his name. I'm he thinking him out. about it. Oh. oh, God. What a connection I'm, I just made. Anyway. Okay. Psychiatrist testifies at court, like during, after all this is going on, that Smith had actually heard the voices that told him to eat Gonzalez's brain so that he could better understand human behavior. Like Smith, Tyree, could understand human behavior by eating another human's brain. This is what the voices are telling him. There's no logic. Don't look at it like you're supposed to be logical. There's no logic here. I mean. This is. No. Just no. I think it's cute because you're trying to justify. You're trying to make the connection. There's no connection. That's what happens. There's no connection. It's okay. It's okay. I'm trying to so, make Yeah, don't. Try to give them the benefit yourself. of the doubt because I'm like, well, maybe if you eat a brain, maybe you get smarter. I don't know. It's like I that. hate to tell you this. He did it. There's no alleged. He did it. There's no benefit. He he did it. Like, he confessed. Uh, sorry, spoiler alert, everybody. He confessed. Like, this happened. <laughs> so it's fine. Um, That he could better understand human behavior and he ate his eye so he can gain vision into the spiritual realm so he left him one eyeball so he could see when he's dead but he wanted to see it's like in toy story no follow me here it's like in toy story when mrs potato had lost her one eyeball yes and she okay. kept doing this and could see where she was okay. Okay. in the room all right it's like that so there's your connection disney did it you're welcome so Okay. All right. I, I was so so he can so Angel can see into death like he's he's no Angel's dead. So he's taking his one eyeball into like the oh, spiritual so realm where he can he see sees. everything. And then because Tyree ate the other eyeball, he's mm-hmm. going to be able to see this. So if he does this, he'll be able to see what Angel sees. And when he does this, he can see what Tyree sees. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. So after he um all the body parts he was still a little hungry you know his tummy lots of walking cold so he's still hungry he goes over to subway 
Gets the sandwich, you know, $5 foot long. It's all his thing. Smith said to his cousin the rush he felt while hacking, hacking, this was his word, hacking Gonzalez and consuming pieces of his body was unlike anything he had ever experienced before. The arrest, oh, that's what the arrest warrant said. This is what he said. He told Rob he now had a sexual lust for blood. Blood. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, this is what I picture. The the mm-hmm. note here is uh, Nicole immediately kicked Tyree out of her apartment following <laughs> uh, her cousin's rendition of his previous night's escapades. I mean. Cool. So this is what I'm thinking it looked like. Hold on. I'm going to move this up a little bit. Okay. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, that was a good story. <laughs> Get out. Like. <laughs> There's honestly, no way. Uh, I honestly, think even I would look at you and be like, no, no. I'd be you like, you know what? Now. I'm going to be right back and then just have the cops I'll be on right call. back. <laughs> if you could not be here by the time I came back, that would be great. You yeah. Know? <laughs> yeah. Right. But, um, you know, for her, I mean, think about it. For her, she doesn't know if it's real or not. Like, if this is in his head or if he actually did it. Yeah, he has blood all over him, but... You don't know. That's true. I guess, yeah, kicking it. I don't know. I think that my my number one thought would be, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave him here and call the cops and then proceed to wait outside where he where I'm I'm safe. From him. I would want to be anywhere but there. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be like yeah, this like is kicking cool. him out. I almost feel like a part of a part of me would be like, what if what if he does it to the next person who walks by? But that's what I'm saying. I kind of think when she did it, I can't find the court transcript because, you know, I would have read the whole court transcript. Oh, my gosh. But I think really what it was is that, you know, she's she's freaking out for herself. Like, even whether her cousin actually did do this because he's he's got dried blood on him. So she knows something happened somewhere, whether it be to him or to somebody else. But he's also spun these like crazy tales all of his life. So you don't know when he's in reality and when he's in Tyreeville. That's true. You know? That's so true. I don't really know if she was just freaked out to leave I'm afraid of you or freaked out and leave. Well, she automatically called his mother, smart lady. He goes, um, yeah, auntie, get your son. Something's up. Get him. Pick him up now. <laughs> yeah, go find go. him. So the next day, Tyree's mom, uh, she called police for a welfare check, said that, you know, Something happened at the abandoned apartments on Brook Street. Go check. We think she didn't know anybody's name. She didn't know anything. We think something happened over there. Can you just go check? Well, the cops couldn't get into the building, which I think is crazy. Like, if all the homeless people can get into the building, why don't the cops get into the building? Like, they're cops. Just pull down, like, the boarded up window. You're the cops. Especially if it's abandoned. Like, what? And if, like, somebody's calling and saying, hey, we think something really bad like a murder or something terrible happened there like they can kick down doors for like being like you might have weed but they can't kick down a door for a possible like murder victim nothing against cops because some of my best friends are cops but like how do you tell me you can't like you can't gain access to just break the door down right like i I got this i can understand if it's like a a regular welfare check you want to be like okay well let's knock and make sure but this is an abandoned building that nobody is in so like just go just get in yeah just get in there Okay, so they can't get in. They're kind of like, yeah, everything's fine. They did, however, find the bloody axe 
and an empty bottle of sake down a street in a stream bed off of Boston Ave. So I guess that stream must go through like the cemetery or he dropped it on his way. But like huh. that next day, somebody found an axe and the sake. Not not then, any kind of body? Like any? I'm not there yet. Hold on. Okay. I'm sorry. 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 Okay. Sorry, no, sorry, we're getting sorry, there. Hold sorry, on. Sorry, Please sorry. pause. Sorry. You should be. I've, yeah. <laughs> so Cheryl also finds her son and is like, bitch, you're going to the doctor. You're going for help. So he goes to Bridgeport Hospital and he hangs out in the ER for a few hours, but he's not seen. So he's like, which is it, normal. It's I mean, freaking yeah, normal for our you know, care system <laughs> in New Jersey. There's a sign on I think it's Route 4 as you're driving down like the highway and like some of the hospitals have like their ER wait room times. So like, you know, it's like you're you're at the amusement park and it's like, you know, the roller coaster is you can check on your app, the amusement park, like the roller coaster ride is 20 minute long wait. Yeah, it'll say like, you know, seeing patients within this many minutes and it looks like it has like the ticker thing so they can change the number at any given moment. So like that's how we would know whenever I got hurt as a kid which ER we were going to is what time I, I mean spend the whole time waiting in the ER. I mean it's like, like genius. I I mean I wish we didn't have to do that. First of all, like I'm kind of disgusted, yeah. but I appreciate that in the sense where it's like they, do I want to wait or do respect I- my time. And you they know res- what? Yep. That's it. I'm pretty sure it was Valley Hospital that does that. And I'm just like, wow. I hate fun fact. I hate that it's that a is fact. a thing. I hate it. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> yep. I mean, of course he would leave. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He hung out there for a little bit. He left. He didn't get seen. He's like, yeah, fuck this. I'm out. <laughs> so all of this is around December 15th. 15th so figure, yeah. you know, the 15th to the 18th to the 20th, somewhere in there. They're, all this stuff is going on. January 9th. Tyree is in a CVS going to pick up some prescriptions. Don't know how he got prescriptions. He didn't see a doctor, but he told people he was going to see a prescription. Um, and he's walking around the CVS and he's bleeding. And people see this. He had slit his wrist with a box cutter, walked around CVS looking for his prescription, and then passed out. So we finally got to a hospital. Finally got to a hospital. He ended up at St. Vincent's Medical, Se- Medical Center's Behavioral Health services in West. Oh, my God. I don't even know what I would do if I saw that. I don't. I don't. I don't know how I would react. I'd be like, are you bleeding in the middle of CVS? Like, what do we need? I need an adult. I need a more adultier adult than me. Hell. I always look for an adult. Okay, so he's there. He gets better. They stitch him all up. They get him back on board. They get him drugs, apparently. You know, they set him up. He leaves and he gets on a Greyhound and goes back to Florida. He's like, what I'm out. I'm going back down to Florida. I'm not dealing with this shit anymore. You know, did, whatever. Did nobody call the cops and be like, hey, maybe we should watch him? Like, like, I mean, let's be real. How many people, how many times do the police get that call? Like, hey, so-and-so is not right. This is what's going on. And then, yeah. you know, six months to a year later, you hear they went nuts. Like, yeah. you can tell, like, there's so much going on. It's not even like the police's fault like i feel like there's just so much going on that they're always playing defensively yeah like that like all those social services just they kind of people fall through the cracks it's really sad but no so now we went back to florida i can tell you while he was in florida a lot of his like neighbors like saw him and he was like happy again like he was like 
even keeled, kind of happy, was saying hi to people. Usually he was very introverted, very like aloof, didn't really give a shit. He reconnected with an ex-girlfriend, so he moved in with her right away so he wasn't homeless anymore. They'd be like walking up and down the street holding hands. They were being so cute. And he was like, okay then. So whatever they did in Westport must have helped him. Or it could be, you know, because he finally lived out his fantasy of uh, killing and eating somebody. I mean, it could go either way. You can do with that information as you see fit. I mean, yeah. It, I mean. So, okay, at this point, you know, it's January 20th, 39 days later. Okay. A building inspector is inside the the abandoned Brook Street apartments (laughs) and finds the victim's decomposing body on the third floor on a rotting mattress. The second, the second, the cousin, Nicole, heard that they found a body. She called the police and was like, no, my cousin did this. Go get him. Go find him. Like, did not wait. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200. So at 7 p.m. on January 23rd, 2012. So again, you know, what is this? 30, 42 days later. The suspect was taken into custody without incident. Awesome. By multiple law enforcement teams in Florida, including SWAT, the local law enforcement for Lakewood, and the U.S. Marshal Violent Crime Fugitives Task Force. Holy crap. That's a lot of people. I'm sorry. Yeah. In Panama City, Florida. So, you know, again, his neighbors are like, he was great. He was fine. Everything was so happy. So whatever. And then this happened. So everybody's blindsided. They're like... Are we being punked? Like, it, did Justin Bieber get SWAT called again? Like, what's happening? Are we getting swatted? But it was, like, legit. And I can tell you his little girlfriend, like, once she realized what happened, like, his girlfriend that he was living with, she became super depressed, wouldn't leave the house, was so embarrassed. I feel really bad for her, too. It's not her fault, but, like, you know, just you see what the impact of this is on multiple levels. Right. You go all There's... the way from the humans suffering from these mental issues to the victim to... Now the fallout. And the like, family just who hits. legitimately doesn't have any idea, idea, no clear idea of what's going on. And then you're blindsided because how the hell did this guy? Yeah. I, People came out of bad. the woodwork on Facebook from his high school. His old high school girlfriend Aww. was like, I never would have imagined this gentle soul doing that and you do you feel i feel bad for everyone like i don't know i'm just so sorry and that's the thing you want you don't want to take away from the victim at the same time the person's family and the victim's family yeah. and everything's screwed up now and it's just it's sad i it just it's, it's sad just on all levels. sad um because maybe okay, so this he part, wouldn't have done this again you know maybe he wouldn't have maybe I don't know. I mean, I had to, if I thought Zeus was telling me, you know, to go kill somebody, I'd be a little afraid of Zeus. I mean, I, he's got, like, I thunderbolts mean, and shit. I, I mean, watched Hercules. I know. I, I've taught enough Greek mythology to know that you don't mess with the gods, so okay. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, again, I'm just going from my perspective. What could have happened? I don't know. So he gets returned to Connecticut. He's held on a million-dollar bail. He's not going anywhere. As he was confessing to all these crimes and this is i don't know how he could be so happy in florida and make it seem like everything's fine and then come back to connecticut and within days like be all confused again so he kept, he was confessing and he kept saying that the greek gods were talking to him and he kept confusing his cousin nicole for the goddess athena huh like she was like the goddess what is that knowledge athena Wisdom, i'm pretty yeah. sure 
wisdom. He kept saying, yeah, Nicole, Athena, like using it interchange. They knew something was up. So at trial, his lawyer, uh, Joseph Bruckman said, this is a quote. There have been two tragedies in this case. This is exactly what we've been saying. Uh, There are two tragedies in this case. The first was the senseless death of Mr. Gonzalez. And the second is that Tyree Smith has been a tortured soul for many years. He's been tortured by voices for decades. And now that he is properly medicated, he is absolutely horrified. He caused Mr. Gonzalez's death. At 36 years old, so a year later, Tyree Smith was found not guilty by reason of insanity in the death of Angel Tantan Gonzalez and was committed for up to 60 years in a maximum security psychiatric hospital, Whiting Forensic Division of Connecticut Valley Hospital in Middletown. Mm. And that was done by a three-judge panel. So they had a court case because he had confessed to everything that happened. Really what they needed to do was figure out what his sentencing what, would be. And so instead of having a jury, they had a three-judge panel because of, you know, the case itself. And that's what they decided, you know, hey, yeah, he definitely did it. Obviously proved his defense lawyer definitely, uh, he was not in his right mind in that moment. At his sentencing hearing, and this was a big shock for everybody, Tyree Lincoln Smith said, I'm really sorry for what I did and that I couldn't be myself. It really had nothing to do with the other person. It was what I was told to do. So for Angel's side, um, once Tyree gave his apology and he was given the chance to speak, and he, they were like, we waited two years to hear Tyree say he was sorry. What he said today caught me off guard, but I feel he meant what he said. So, I mean, all in all, it's it's very sad all the way around. And what I really think it brings to the table is that, you know, mental health is an issue in this country that really needs to be looked at and we need to come up with a better way with how we're handling it Mm -hmm. and just make sure that everybody in our society is supported don't know how we're going to do it don't know where we're getting the money or the resources or the anything i just know that that's something that definitely needs to be handled better well people are going to put money into that instead of other things that's the problem and well, that was the story, the tale of Tyree the Cannibal Jesus in Christ. Connecticut. Good job. Uh, so I hope Gonzalez's family, like, if you hear this ever, like, I hope you guys are doing well and, you know, you're moving on and not forgetting his amazing memory. Because even from the short research I did, he just sounded like such a, you know, yeah. he'd give you the shirt off of his back. Like, to think you're homeless and you're like, dude, you're I know a way in. I'm going to share this with you. Like, yeah. Somebody you don't even know, never met, never saw. Like, that's just out of the goodness of your heart. So it's just that so speaks a lot to him. And I do hope that, you know, wherever Tyree is right now, he's getting the help he needs. You know what, though? 60 years in, the, better. in, like, an institution, I feel like that's the best thing that could be for him. Um, yeah. Because, again, jail time would do nothing. Jail is meant... meant to like rehabilitate like send back out but i feel like he wouldn't do well in there it was just like you have to get better mentally because again not a therapist not a psychiatrist but this kind of feels like it's it reads a lot like therapy once i I can tell you kind of feels like it sounds a little bit like a psychosis and schizophrenia so like probably should be medicated and again I'm not pretending to be an expert. I just want to make that clear. But this sounds pretty. Wait, wait, you're not an expert. I pretend to do a lot of things, but I can never say that I'm an expert on anything. Realistically. (laughs) 
What are you going to tell me about? Because now I get to just sit here and listen and I'm very excited. Okay. I went to see Lorraine Warren when she came to speak at my... Yeah, twice. Twice she came. And her son-in-law, who I don't particularly care for, he seemed more kind of like a, a money grubber rather than anything else. Um, and he yells about Zach bagel bites. Sorry, I stole the bagel bites from him. That's how we drink. I will always love that. But yeah. <laughs> um, and they talked about this particular town in Connecticut. And I always wanted to go into a deep dive. So I definitely did on this one. So it is Dudley Town, Connecticut. Technically, okay. it is Cornwall, Connecticut. I think I've I gotten have- lost there. Probably because like upstate Connecticut, when it's like all the like bumble fuck wherever, you're like, what? So I put on the, I put a couple pictures of, again, I have a map with a, that pin. So you can see, again, it's like way up, up west. Okay. So we have to talk about the curse of Dudley Town. So I went way back into 1740, but even further back than that, because the curse of the Dudley family goes all the way back to England. And I made a map. Oh, so these are like, the, they, they're like off the boat. Like we oh, are yeah. off the boat. Okay. Yes. Wait it, a minute. It, they brought it with them? Yes. What and assholes? Well, why this, would you do this that? Is, this is the reason why people are so confused. I went deep on this one. Like, holy shit. I'm there's so a lot. ready. There's a lot of stuff. So I'm pulling up the pictures you're talking. Keep going. Yeah. So I made a, a family tree because when we get to all of the different Dudley members... Okay. It's crazy. Like it's there. There's a lot of them and some of them don't connect. And I think that's part of the reason why a lot of historians think that the curse might be BS. But we'll, we'll get there. OK, so I'm ready. First of all, we're going to talk about how the, t- the town was settled in 1740 by Thomas Griffiths. He purchased okay. the land originally. Oh, my God. I love this little thing you did. Oh, my God. This <laughs> like the little great. X's on the Please. Oh, my God. Please, please, please go, go on the blog. <laughs> Jen made her own little family tree here. And they're it's all pretty <laughs> sad because they're all dead. But <laughs> well, some of them are will... happy. Some of them are not dead. Some of well, them are happy because they're not dead. So I would be happy. But yeah, I get it. But There's please like... go. Even if you do nothing else, if you never listen to us again, please just oh go. My God. It's great. Look at this. It's amazing. I, okay, I love it. I'm sorry. It was said that before he purchased the land, of course, that it was said to be on a Indian burial ground, you know how that starts, Um, and apparently the Mohawk Indian tribal ground. So, of course, whenever those type of things happen, think poltergeist, bad things are going to happen no matter what. Oh, my God, poltergeist. Right? So Gideon Dudley um, purchased the land after Griffiths, and this is the guy who was like, I'm going to name the town after me. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Pick things up, I put them down. (laughs) Like that's all. That's just like literally the guy who walks like this is like I'm but, gonna name it after me. But as I go into the land, I'm like, why do you even want this? It's really not good land for the time. But so he and a couple of uh, Dudley brothers, Martin and Brasilia, actually the only of the three Dudley brothers who ended up staying, because again the other two moved out of the area and it said that after they left no issues with them so it's really just able and kind of stuff going on but 
The reason why that people say that there is this kind of curse is because of what happened with the Dudley name prior. So we're going to get into that. So let's talk about the curse. The curse in England in 1509. So the Edmund Dudley, he worked for the previous king. So this is during King Henry the seventh, because of course we have tons of King Henry's. The king prior Edmund worked for. Now, Henry VII in his era was like, you know what? I don't really want people who worked for the other king, his father. I don't really want people who worked for them to be in my court. And we know how that works. So Edmund Dudley was charged with, quote, conspiracy to work with armed forces to overthrow the king which ended up being false charges, but he was charged with it anyway, because we know He's the how king. You can do whatever the, hell the king he wants. Works. Um, oh, boy. There oh also, boy. though, was crazy because one source said that it wasn't conspiracy to work and try to like, kill the king. It was annoying members of the court. And I thought that was... So wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I have questions now. Sure. When he was annoying people of the court, was he like... You know, in their ear, like, dude, overthrow the king. He's an asshole. We don't like him. Overthrow the king. Or was it like, hey, look, I learned how to mime and I need to show you how I do it. Like, was he just like a poor person who, like, hyper fixated and needed to tell everything that he's hyper fixated it on? Or was he really trying to overthrow the king? Like, I have... I don't understand. And that's that's the thing. That's why only one source said that annoying the court. And I think it really has to just do with like annoying the king because the king didn't want him as part of his court. Um, Could you imagine if that's how we got rid of people? Um, They're annoying. They're annoying. That's what I was. That's actually why I wrote it down. Because I was like, could you imagine? Like, this was like, that would be I don't like your voice. Go away. Like, that'd be amazing. Could you not? I'll kill you. (laughs) So... He was executed in August of that year. E.M. Meyer, who was one of the historians who wrote one of the articles that I researched, he said about his death, it was, quote, a a cynical act of judicial murder done purely for political profit and propaganda purposes. So basically, the king doesn't like him and just had him killed for nothing. Makes sense because that's what happened all the time. Like, you didn't have to explain yourself. It started with Edmund Dudley. So now Edmund's son is next. So Ed's son, I'm just going to call him Ed now. um, He Oh, you're you're friends with him? Yes, I know him. You and Eddie? That's nice. So Robert wanted to overthrow Edward VI. Again, Roman numerals and I don't get along very well. So Math is hard. So... But he tried to overthrow him with a marriage plot. And now this is kind of where it gets kind of weird. Or creative, depending on who you are. So his son, Robert's son. Okay. He wanted to marry Lady Jane Grey. Now, Lady Jane was next in line to the throne. So he thought, if my son marries her, then they can get together. And then we can kill off Edward. And my son could be king. Cool, cool, cool. Didn't work. Checks. Didn't work because people figured it out. So all of them were decapitated. Even Lady Jane, who pretty much probably had nothing to do with it. Oh, my God. That wasn't her fault. No. She probably got told who to marry. That's the thing. Like that. So you kind of. She's over here living her her life with her big ass fucking hair. And like, you know, know, just leave me alone. (laughs) 
you know, leave me alone. I'm going to sit here and crochet or whatever I do. And I just want to live my life. You're and telling me to marry this guy. This. All right, so I'll do what you tell I'll me. marry this guy. Cool. But like, I, again, if she was involved in the plot, it's kind of unclear. But chances are Got likely it. not at all. She didn't do it. Honestly, she didn't do anything. even his son probably wasn't involved either. It's just a matter of he wanted to kind of put the chess pieces in and get rid of Edward the Sixth. So okay. then when they found out about it, they were like, all right, well, we're going to kill you and also the other two because F that. Again. Okay. Now, Lord Guilford Dudley, okay. who I believe is somehow, but not exactly, related to Edmund. Again, it's not clear. They didn't okay. really give me a clear go on that. But Guilford Dudley served in the armed force. So he came back to England after his duty. He okay. unfortunately came back with the plague. <laughs> so- That's what the rat is? The plague? the plague? Oh my god, the rat. The plague. I'm not dead so, yet. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> Listen. Bring okay. out your dead. Si- so, so, side note, when the pandemic started, literally, I was like, what if I go out in the, in the streets and, and go bring out your dead? And my husband was like, probably not a good idea. I and think I'm that's like, one way to meet the neighbors. Um, some people bring them, like, you know, a plate of cookies, a pie. I mean, bring it. I could just, with the gong and everything, I would have, oh, my I God. I swear, if you didn't have the cowbell, don't it, do it. It wouldn't I don't want it. If there's no cowbell, I don't want it. So, yeah, that's, that's. <laughs> And of course, it was during the pandemic, and I'm like, I'm definitely going to hell because literally during that time, everyone was so scared. And I'm like, what if I go on the street and just like, bring out your dead? <laughs> it's just a flesh wound. It's fine. Oh, oh, my God. So he got infected with the plague. So again, he had no connection with the king or beheadings or anything like that. But because he and brought back the plague, he got infected. A whole bunch of other people got infected. It was a bad Tell me time. He's the one that survived. No, and no, everybody else died. He's done. He's gone. Oh, he's he's, he's dead. Okay, he's, he's dead. You don't usually survive the plague back then. It's um, it's a rough patch. <laughs> so, Thank God for antibiotics. Yeah, seriously. Like, ugh. So, now, the brother of Guilford who died from the plague, Robert, okay. Robert was an Earl of Lancaster. Sound right? Okay, sounds cool, good cool, to cool. me. Cool, cool. Lister? He, fiend. during the time, like, he was in England also, but he left. Okay. And nothing bad happened to him. So they're like, okay, so this Dudley left and nothing. So this is kind of where it gets, like, the curse is a little bit stretched. And that's kind of where a lot of people go, well, look at Edmund and look at his son and look at Guilford and all this stuff. Because it's Robert's descendants that were the ones who did go. And nothing bad happened to him. So... If the curse was actually a thing, the three brothers, Abel, Martin, and Brazilia, when they went to Dudley Town, Connecticut, or Cornwall, um, they would have had to be directly related to either Guilford or one of the other ones in order for it to be like a curse. To be yeah. like, oh, look at all the bad things that have happened. But because they were a descendant, not even like immediate relative of Robert, that's kind of where the curse gets a little wonky 
Like, there's a lot of crap that went still... <laughs> But then again, if you think about it, in the 1700s, everybody was fucked. I mean, pretty you, much. You breathed wrong. You know, you pissed the wrong person. You <laughs> think, chop your hand off, you'd get a massive staph infection and just die it's in three gross. days. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's bad. So, I mean, I think everybody was cursed back then, so it's I know. okay. I think that the reason why they, they wanted to stretch the curse out was because it makes it seem better. It makes it seem like, oh, all the bad crap that happened to the families and what was going on in the town during the actual like time people were living there it's it makes it yeah it makes it because of that we're the good people we're just suffering from this i understand so technically i kind of like we kind of debunked the curse because it's like doesn't it's not a family curse it could be the curse of the town itself which absolutely makes sense in this case because a lot of weird crap did happen so i went into the history but Getting back to the actual land and why it kind of sucks is because it's like on top of a mountainous type of area. And during the 1700s, 1800s, you needed to farm and the land just was not suitable for farming. So nothing was growing. On top of that, there were like these, apparently there's three types of hills around the area too, so that when the sun kind of comes over, it gets dark quicker in those areas. So it's not ideal for anything to grow. So, and they did have, apparently they had a pretty good lumber situation going on. So they sold lumber to like the neighboring towns below. But once iron furnaces, which I had to kind of look up because I was like, what the heck is that? basically just like a it's they create these things that are closer to railways so that you can kind of get things like transported faster i don't i don't know i was like i don't know what this is but because of that because that invention it was closer to the railway so a lot of people were like we're not going to climb up the mountain for your lumber so dudley town is so like nothing and in order to get anywhere, like, there's nothing in this town to the point where they have to travel to the next town over for, like, school and church and all of the... Yeah, there's nothing there. So, like, why do you want to own it? So, really, it? it's like a family compound. Yeah. It's not even, so like, like a, a place. Own, and it's not just that family that lived there. So, like, there's a whole bunch of other families. Yeah, I'm It's good. like a campground. <laughs> it's because, like, why would you want to live there? It doesn't make Didn't any sense. Didn't play bingo on Saturdays? Because that mean, would probably keep be. me at the campgrounds. <laughs> If, if I have a bathroom a and they play bingo, I'd be there. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if like, I could take a real shower and win $1,000 on a holiday weekend, bitch, I'm in. It does not take much. <laughs> Weird stuff does happen to Abel because Abel, again, remember, out of the three brothers is the only one who stayed. The other two kind of okay. were like, this place sucks. We're leaving because it Deuces. does. I'll see you at Thanksgiving so, when we invent that. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. Abel ended up dying in 1799 at 90. So that's a pretty good oh time. Oh, my God. Right? Did they the, think he was a zombie then? But, <laughs> how did you make no, it to 90? He died He's a witch. 90. I'm like, that's a He's pretty a witch. long lifespan. What curse? You lived to 90, right? bitch. Like that's, that's Fuck the you. Whole, that's the other thing, too. Like, what? Wait, maybe that is the curse because you lived to 90? <laughs> People said that as the years went on, his not only, okay, he wasn't able to pay a lot of his debts. Okay. So this suggested that he maybe didn't have as much wealth as people thought. Okay. Also, the idea that he mentally like was suffering. So a lot of people said that he 
died penniless and out of his mind. Okay, so because when you can't pay your debts back then, you take the property. They obviously resold it. And then he was named a ward of the town, which I, I suppose that's kind of like the idea of like you're homeless and you just kind of, you know, like I, I guess that's a thing. Like I've heard the, the idea of ward of a town. But it just means that you can hang out here, but you have nowhere to go. <laughs> it kind of so feels weird. like when like you you have siblings, so you'll probably yeah. get this better even than I do. Like, you know, or like when the mom says, you know, okay, don't let your brother get in trouble. Like, he's your problem for today. Like, that's kind of what I'm. Okay, get, well, you know, he can't pay his shit. So every he's your problem. Make sure he doesn't die. But <laughs> you don't. You're not really. You're not really you responsible know. for him because he's technically a ward of the, the town. It's just a, such a weird concept to me that I was like, yeah, a ward of the. All right. I'll take so, it. So it said that as he was going through life, um, he kind of got to a point where his m- mental ability started to decline. So he started to kind of go a little bit insane. People said that he just he seemed distracted he seemed like not with it a hundred percent and guys it's he's you know, 90. well that's he's the 90. other thing was people were like well you know what it could be dementia because that wasn't something that was prominently he's known. 90 in the 1700s he probably ate bad wheat and had some ergot right? poisoning we're and we're gonna was get like, to the wheat <laughs> sorry okay i'll stop right there keep going so he was he was 90 when he passed away he didn't have a home so he was just basically wandering the town as like a a nomad and just kind of like going wherever of course you're going to be a little nutty and add on top of that there could be a possible mental illness of like dementia where sometimes you seem to have delusions you seem to be like forgetting things like that is a so i'll buy that so again abel had some weird crap sure but his neighbors also dealt with some other crap too so that's why maybe they this kind of disbanded from maybe the name and more like the town because some weird shit started happening so the guy named gershon hollister i don't think any relation to the store so (laughs) we're just gonna you know that was definitely gonna be my first question um, do you I, wear a polo? I knew it was. That's why I said, I yeah. don't think so. I'm not going to go. I'm not 100% sure. Gershon. Is puka shells? <laughs> I don't even know if that store exists anymore. Does the store exist? Does Hollister exist anymore? I don't even know. I can smell it. I can oh smell my it God, right that now. And Abercrombie and Fitch, whenever you go. Oh my God, house, that was my favorite. Yeah. My mom wouldn't even go into that store with me. She'd be like, okay, you have a $200 budget. Come out here and get me. And I'll pay for it, but I'm not I'm going not to that going store. In there because it's it always had that it smell. Like that, and that... they blasted the music. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, we sound so old right now. <laughs> well, how about like, the minute I said the mall? Because that's not where people go anymore. Because malls are like few and far between. I went to the one near us and like the the Bath and Body Works went out. So there's absolutely no reason for me to go in there anymore. So when I, where I grew up in Bergen County, New Jersey, I think at any given moment you were within a 10 mile radius of like 10 malls, 25 malls. That's crazy. Like from my house in Garfield, I can literally off the top of my head say I could figure out a way to get to at least six malls and I would be there in under 20 minutes. That's and that's not me like me like I was a speed demon. That's just right. 
So malls for me, like I grew up at the mall. <laughs> like that's where I was right. every weekend. That was it. But that's like that's what we did. We went to the mall. We walked around like idiots, and then we just went home. Like that's what we did. So what that's do kids why do now. I don't know, and I'm li- really scared about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a teacher. You should know these things. Where are they going? They dance TikTok videos. That's like what they do. No, At I'm least scared. they're not eating Tide Pods anymore. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Next. Let's get back to Gershon because Gershon was a Oh, name. Gershon. Yes. Gershon Hollister. He happened to be working on a homestead. Again, seven years before Abel died. I okay. don't think there's any correlation, but they made a, a point to say before. Google. So Abel was so, in his 80s now. Got it. Yes. And senile. Because Thriving. Thriving. <laughs> 87. Thriving in 1700s. <laughs> Dudley Town, where the sun only comes upon the mountain for 15 minutes a day. Keep going. I'm ready. So <laughs> he was working on this homestead. And he ended up being killed. Now, again, there are some speculation on what it was. Some say he fell off of the barn roof and the the fall killed him, which makes sense. Others say he was lured into the homestead and then killed there. Who killed him? That was the question. So it's like, okay, more than likely it was the barn thing. People were like, oh, my God, did you hear that somebody made? Maybe he heard some weird stuff going on and he got like whatever. But he was working, fell off done okay dead okay Dude's william dead. his son Everybody dies his son yeah. his son again these guys hollister not not dudley so we're we're beyond the dudley curse we're at the mall. he began to go kind of nuts after that time so he started saying that he was seeing creatures in the woods that would come out at night um and they would prowl around the town and in they, the woods yeah because that's okay. all this place is it's wooded mountainous area so that's all it is. But so he would say. And nighttime starts at two. So. I, lots I of mean, time so they me. were they were out there for a long time. So. Um, so <laughs> they were out there for a long time. The creatures are just like. Playing but, hide and go seek. But when asked, well, what the heck do they look like? He couldn't explain. He's like, I, I don't know. Okay. Uh, so. So wait, right now, are you telling me this is fact or are you telling me like this guy could be crazy? Like, what, what are we telling you? Uh, everybody thought he was nuts and he was going okay, a little bit nuts because he, he saw these creatures at two, yeah. at two in the afternoon. I am literally <laughs> picturing the like angry forest in Beauty and the Beast. Like, that's, you know, that's, that's just always what, dark. It's the middle of the day, but it's super dark. Like, that's, that's kind of what I'm picturing. That's kind of what I picture as well. Because, again, okay. the idea of this forest, first of all, there's the other name for this forest or for this particular area. They eventually named it like the Dark Forest Entry. And that's kind of what it's called today. So, like, when you name something that, it, it kind of gives it that, like, creep factor. So that's the reason. I could see creepy creatures coming out of there. Like, yeah, that makes sense to me. So, yeah. So, but William, of course, was kind of so not so cuckoo banana that he's like, I don't know. They're just creatures. And everyone's like, okay, cool. Thanks for coming. But like, we don't know what to say about this. So fast forward prior to the land being sold by and because this land has been like bought and sold by a whole bunch of people at this point still i think uh what's his name from the beginning he dudley he was like i'm gonna name my myself after it and this is my town oh the kyle yeah yeah so he owns it at this point but i think eventually it changed but it changes hands so many times so in 1759 
Nathaniel Carter, because Car the Carter family also kind of bunked in with the Dudley family during this time. Um, it was them, it was a whole bunch of other families. But again, why do you want to live here? Because this place freaking sucks and you have to travel like 20 miles to go to school. Whatever, we're gonna, we, we digress. We're just gonna move on and pretend everything makes sense. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he settled with his family in Dudley Town in 1759 and you know, everything was great. Now the plague swept through his family, but not his immediate family, but all the families around. So he was kind of like, okay, um, this is cool, but I'm gonna leave. So he Smart. left. Smart, okay. Sort of. So his family moved to Delaware because of, he got super depressed and he was like, we need to go to, we need to go somewhere else. Let's go to Delaware. So again, that's pan where to, I go to pan, pan to Wayne's World. Hey, we're in Delaware. Yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite part of that movie. Hold on. Don't blink. You'll miss the gap. Like, so, but in doing this thinking, oh, we're going to help with the depression. It'll, it'll be great. It kind of turned into a shit show for Nate and his family. So he and his family happened to be going to um, Amir, the heart of Indian territory. And again, during that time, we know that it wasn't as kumbaya as we like to think it was because history tells us everything was great. Everybody got along. We were all we best gifts. friends. We all had, we had we dinner. Had turkey. It was wonderful. It was great. Now we deep fried it and nobody burnt down the buildings. It was fantastic. We said, thank you for helping us. And they said, no problem. Please take more of our land. So, you know, we can't wait to out. give you everything we own. Everything. We love the out. bourbon you gave us last week. Um, do you happen to have more tequila? <laughs> Thanks for the blankets. We appreciate the smallpox. Like, so I'm so happy you come here every day and take my harvest that I worked all summer on. You're awesome. In Indian territory, he didn't fare so well. He and his wife and his infant son were killed. Oh my God. Um, but wait, it gets even crazier because he had three other kids. They were abducted by the tribe. Okay. One of them had to be married off to another member of the tribe later on and these other two boys were just kind of like slaves like oh my god so Poor babies nate and his family just had a really bad day like a terrible no good terrible dead day but <laughs> i was just gonna say that but i couldn't remember how it went oh my god yeah that sounds but, scary i don't like so, that and was it Nate dudley town being like well f you for leaving and then you <gasps> oh my god you're right right so that Okay, that could happen. Well, wait, so. didn't you say before that like they buried it or they started the town where there was like an Indian yes. curse already? Yeah. Oh my God. But, okay. Okay. Right? So going. like, yeah, so no, that the idea of this, like possibly the town being rumored to be on an Indian burial ground, Nate and his family being like, we're done. And it, yeah. it almost is like, okay, okay now you again, you're done. Hold my beer. I got right. this. So, and he was actually one of the only people who left, at least that I researched, that he left and he got screwed like 10 times more than he could have ever gotten screwed. So everyone else who left the town was like, hey, peace out. We're done. But not as bad as this guy. This guy, like, he got fucked hard. So, like, <laughs> oh. it's bad. Yeah. Would you prefer to be scalps or to die from the plague? That's a would you rather. And we have Herman Swift. And this guy kind of had a little bit of a... a... Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift? Taylor no, Swift? No, not... Oh, 
I'm so, I'm just going to, okay. Hot take. I'm really tired of seeing her face everywhere because she's dating one of the players of the Kansas City Chiefs. Like, I'm really tired of it. Wait, are they really dating? I think so. Or she is it just game. him? She went to the okay. game and she was like super excited when he caught the ball and the quarterback was like, I had to get him the ball because I knew she was there. And I'm like, can we like stop? Can we like, can we not, can we not do this? Is this I'm like sorry. a real narrative or is this just what everybody wants to construct? I don't know. Thanks, but Hollywood. It's, it's freaking, I, I'm, I'm kind so, of living so for it as you're telling so, me though. I'm so, so, tired of it. I'm so I will I, definitely again, be listening hot take, to it later. Okay. Because probably 13 million people are going to be like, I'm making a Jesus week and BBB and okay, fine, fine. Okay. Do I love, I love her music? Her. Yes. Not as much as I as everybody else does. Am I here for the fact that she's a good person? Sure. Yes. I hope that she's a good person in real life. I really do. Oh, I've met her. She's an absolutely, like, she's a doll. Well, when she was young. I don't know how she is now. I haven't met her, like, in a couple years. Well, but when like I lived she in New Jersey, she's so like, sweet. That whole thing that happened with her, with Kesha, um, yeah. you know, it, like, she, like, She always seems to be on the, like, she on the good side. Yeah, and so you know what? I like to think that she's a good person because I'm totally done with all of the Hollywood people that you're like, oh, I love them, and then they turn out to be complete scumbags. So who you are? And they're lately, listening right now. Yeah, <laughs> and lately it's it's worse. Lately you're like, who else is on the list? So let's just assume she's a good person. Okay, we'll I good. love that. We'll do that. So maybe Herman is a distant relative. We don't know, but <laughs> he. That's had, the life I'm living. He had a pretty bad time, too, in Dudley Town. So mm -hmm. his wife kind of walked out on the porch one day and was struck by lightning and died on the porch. Okay. What? It's, isn't it New weird? fear unlocked? Yeah. Because, like, whenever you hear about people getting struck by lightning, usually they're by some kind of, like, an electrical thing. Or Yeah. And there was no She was just on her porch? She was just on the porch. Well, I will no lightning. longer sit on my front porch. Thanks for died. that. <laughs> so she got struck by lightning and died. Um, oh, my God. And he, it was, again, shortly after her death, he also ended up dying. Um, Did he get struck by said, lightning on the porch? No, it was okay. more of an insanity thing. Like, he started to go nutso, started to see Did the creatures. He... and Wait, the... Oh, this is the guy who saw the creatures, or this no, is another human this is who another saw creatures? Human who says they saw so the creatures are real. The creatures are real. That's what that's what they're going with. So I guess nobody can confirm what they look like. Okay, so. I'm getting scared. So I'm walking the dog tonight with my bat again. There's some very strange disappearances that are going on during that time frame as well. Actually, fast forward a whole decade, and then we can get into a whole nother group i'm sorry i went into a deep dive here because i wanted to get all of the stuff because i'm looking at this really isn't a place where you can visit this isn't one of those like haunt abandoned asylum house where like you can take tours and stuff this is the police are gonna like, take we can't you go away yeah. oh like no, i'm gonna get it's under it's under lock. It's so 1901 john brophy um his wife died of consumption Okay. AKA TB, that's tuberculosis. So again, fun fact, I didn't really realize that it's called consumption because it consumes the body from the inside out. I didn't Oh, know that, right? why would you tell me that? It's a fun fact. Oh no, I got the icks. Okay, that's fact. an ick. It's a fun fact. That's fun. I'm gonna shout out the YouTube um channel that oh, I yeah. looked at for Roanoke Tales. If you don't follow him or if you love like a spooky kind of deep dive, I 
did a lot of my research with his video on Dudley Town, but also he d he's a microbiologist. Um, so he goes into all of like the zombie diseases and all of the parasite stuff from movies and like explains everything. So it's super cool. So there's going to be some stuff I'll take from him. But that's where the fun fact. John's wife dies from TB, which is common of the time. Shortly after his her funeral, like within like a couple of days, his two kids just like walked out into the woods and never came back. They just were never seen again. They just walked into the woods. Now, did I, they go look for them? Did um, they find them? Like what? No. What do you mean? They were never, never seen again. They were just walked down the woods. They just I don't know I what they didn't prompted go to Delaware. <laughs> no, right? Like follow follow me <laughs> and his family. Like no bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Although that's quite a walk, for, so the <laughs> so uh, so the but, early Forrest Gump. But here is where it gets even creepier. John, his house burned down completely to the ground. Whether he did it or not is kind of up for grabs. And then he walked into the woods and was never heard from again. Nope. Don't like that. Don't like that. Nope. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, again, to shout out Roanoke Tales, because I took one of them, one of his quotes, and I'm paraphrasing. Um, if the wife and kids are gone, why not burn down the house and leave? And, you know, And you said maybe. this is 1900, 1910? Yeah, 1901. Oh, they have, like, they have, like, insurance, right? Did they? I don't huh. know. I feel like somebody hmm. would have, maybe not. But like if you like if you're not gonna monetarily make anything off of that, why am I burning down my shit? Why not sell it? Right. Why not live there? Why but not? He, but then not he just. But then he walked into the woods and just disappeared. They couldn't find any sign of them. They oh, just man. walked into the woods. It's like they teleported somewhere, or they just fell into something. I, I don't know. Weird. I. Freaking weird. It, this that's it's yeah. freaking weird stuff. Okay. Yeah, I don't like that. And it gets weird so this is our last tale before the hauntings of today wait we're not even at the creepy part yet no this is all leading to the haunted oh, stuff I'm that happens sweaty. today I'm so, <laughs> okay. so dr william clark he actually purchased dudley town acres like he purchased some of it for his holiday house in summertime so like this makes sense that this would be a not living here full time because he's like, I like the woods. I want to go there for the summer. And you're like, great, cool. That's wonderful. He's a doctor, so it makes sense. He's from New York, so like, cool. That's not a um, New York accent that you just <laughs> No, it's not. I wasn't trying. I was just being like, well, like me in my summer home. So, uh, <laughs> ooh, ooh, big summer blowout. <laughs> so he went with his, his wife at the time. And they actually, again, they were there one one particular summer um he ended up having to go back to new york because he got called in for an emergency again being a doctor of the time after he returned his wife <laughs> she was not so cuckoo banana she said she saw creatures coming out of the woods trying to take her fuck off again wait what year was this uh, this was in the later 19... No, this was in the later 1900s. Okay. I didn't put the actual date down, but it's after John. So, so like, these weird creature things from the woods are, like, documented. People have, people said they see them. Again, they can't explain what they look like, but they know, you know. So, she kept telling her husband, 
these creatures are coming out of the woods. They're trying to grab me. And then she ended up taking her own life a couple days later. Because of the creatures? We don't know. It was said that she had some issues before they went there. Some mental concerns. Again, being in like, I think this is the early 1900s. Again, during that time, it's kind of hard to pinpoint. But he still kept the land after that time. He just kind of was like, okay, cool. I still like the land. Unfortunate things happen. He had a wife and kids. He continued to visit the house. And he actually helped to create what is called the Dark Entry Forest Association. And that's this association that owns the place today. And that's part of the reason why nobody, they don't want anybody to go there because they're trying to preserve it to make sure. They've been HOA. Yeah. They've been HOA. Yeah. I mean, but yes. Yes. So he and a bunch of friends got together. They created this um, association and they were like, okay, cool. We're going to keep the land, preserve it. And it's going to be great. And it's still in existence today. So he did a really great job with that. So that's cool. Yeah. Since then. So actually 1918. So that's the date. Okay. Okay. Nothing had, nothing had happened since then until like a hundred plus years later. So that's when we get to our hauntings, which again, I didn't get a lot on because you can't really visit the place. So I got um, people who claim what they claim to see when they go to the land. Paranormal investigators went like before it was completely closed off and they actually got some stuff, um, which again, I couldn't find online, but I'm sure that if you visit their website, you could probably find it. So they claim to find smoky forms that kind of form out of nowhere. It's like mists. Okay. Mm-hmm. Unexplained okay. strange colors that come with the fog, with the, with the foam. So like the, the mist form. has a disco ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rave See, in the woods. If they ha- take pictures, like they took some paranormal pictures and there were orbs, there were figures that appeared in these pictures that are very odd. Feelings. Are they the creatures? Of, I, are that's they like the people? thing. That's like. Oh, it's, I want to know what these creatures are. It's killing me. I'm getting itchy because I'm thinking about it. <laughs> the feeling of being watched, of being cold, of like an unexplained, like I feel like terror and horror and I don't know why type of thing like that there was also some who claimed to have been touched or like scratched by something but there was nothing again there phone batteries and batteries in general and for cameras fully charged will die the minute they walk out into the homestead no No reasoning for Um. that this was what creeped me up this was the crazy part is that once you get like when you get towards the old village because nothing is there anymore the only thing that exists are the foundations of where the houses used to be which makes sense because a lot of the times even like when you go to salem there's a lot of the foundations once you get to a certain point in the woods all sound completely stops no animals no wind nothing it's just quiet it's like eerie quiet it's creepy (laughs) where does the sound go it, there's where no, does it go it just i feel like i don't like was, that <laughs> i feel like there was a horror movie that was like that where like they got to walking and then all of a sudden like the birds just stopped and i'm like that's oh what, you know that has to be the, it's usually like you know what's coming at you and yeah woods. oh i hate so, that oh so this was really crazy because this person wrote uh re- like uh, under one of the articles people were like here are my experiences this person said her and her boyfriend went um again before you couldn't go and they took a rock from the foundation 
Okay, first of all, don't freaking take anything. Like, don't touch anything. Don't take anything. So she took Did the they rock. not know the story about the creatures? Because I feel like if she knew the story about the creatures, she don't would not have taken that it. rock. Like, so in this case, they took the rock, and weird <laughs> things started happening to, like, her phone was weird. They weren't getting connection. And then, like, it was just, it, like, she wasn't able, like, the battery was shot, and it wasn't something, like, she'd just charge it, and then it would just die. And then she was just like, none of this was happening prior. Um, we took the rock, we brought it back. And I was like, yeah, you bring it back. You don't take the rock from anyone. Yeah. You don't do that. So, Sorry. okay. So um, some people say, and this is also really weird, is that the there's flies that are only around the foundation. You know how flies go towards something? Like if it's like a like sweat or like a dead type of it's only around the foundations of the houses. It's nowhere else. Like, there's no flies anywhere else. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like that. I'm, I'm just, all I'm thinking is Amityville. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what case I that thought. we will cover in the future, so please come back and keep listening. Thank you. <laughs> One of the paranormal investigators said that she, again, the whole thing with the batteries, where she had the camera, and then she put the batteries in, and then it, like, spit the batteries out. No reason why. Wait, it, was, it didn't drain the batteries? It just said fuck it you just batteries? It just spit it out. Oh yeah. my god, right? no. But only, like, she put the batteries in prior and then it just spit it out when they got to the... And then a white form was seen when they were taking flashes. So every picture flashed, the form got more and more formed into, like, a human. And it was following them down the mountain as they were going. And they kind of heard growls in the vicinity. I don't um, like it. And it was very weird oh. because the form was following and then it kind of hovered around one person in particular. And then they were like, what the? F and then it just kind of disappeared. Oh my God. I don't like that. Oh my I God. Don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> Reverend Gary Dudley, who's actually the Dudley family genealogist, like, I don't know how you get that job, but cool, cool, cool. He tracked that was at the down family reunion. He got yeah. he got assigned it. Mm -hmm. Like your job to do the you know figure so it out. He actually again traced the family all the way back, and he said the same thing. It didn't make any sense because Edmund Dudley, if it started with him and all of his descendants, then it would make sense to be a Dudley curse. But it doesn't really explain the town curse so much. So that could be yeah. it. He also Somebody said took that some licensing there. He also said that I is produced in small towns and it can be rotted and moldy. And if that's the case, when you turn it into the bread, it kind of makes people have like hallucinations. It makes people sick. Um, so that could also be an issue why people might've hallucinated the creatures if they, although there's three different people that saw them. So that's kind and of- And they went like over a hundred years. Cause like the one guy was what, in the 1700s? It was like 17, yeah, like 17, 18, 19. 50 and 18 and 19. So it's like not bad. Yeah, I'm not. I hope in the 1910s we had gotten a little bit better. The other thing that they mentioned was that there was mining that was being done. And usually, again, whenever there's mining, there's always metal that could possibly get into the water. And if that happens in like small doses, it again is similar to the ideas of insanity. So they're thinking that could also be it. Okay. Again, maybe. But metal poisoning is screwing with your brain. Right. Oh, uh, can we but, go back okay. to the creatures in the woods? Because, right. I mean, hello. <laughs> Where did so, they come from? <laughs> I, right. And, and again, 
a couple of people have seen them. So it's kind of strange. And the fact and that they're all like, decades. we can't describe them. They're how many years apart? They're all, yeah, I don't, I don't. Okay, so wait. Okay, so wait. Okay, so wait. Mm-hmm. You can't go there now. Like we, like, nope. we can't, it's not like a park. Getting... Okay, yeah, So what Keep it going. is, is that the landowners today say that they haven't experienced anything paranormal. But again, this is, this is just because up Well, to they're not point, letting they us there. Like, how do we know? They could be lying. They could exactly. be keeping all the paranormal goodies to themselves. Selfish bastards. So basically, because of the Dark Entry Forest Association, they want to keep preserving the land. And because people who did go there when it was open for people to go and just kind of breeze through, um, there were vandals. There were people who just trashed the place. And apparently Suck. there were like sat- satanic rituals going on, which I don't know. But... Because of that, we can't go. We can't like experience this because apparently, according to all the people who in one of the articles I was reading, they said, if you even go close, like if you're um, even if you pull over to like get out of your car and just kind of like there is going to be a cop that is going to come to you and be like, hey, you got to you got to get the hell out of here because the people who live in the area are on high alert and they don't like that's what I was just going to ask. So like. We keep saying how this is like in the middle of the woods or it was in the middle of the woods. You got to hike. You got to do all these things. Like, do people live there? Like, is this like, is it really like a a compound, like an HOA where like people still live there? And this is like their gated community in a sense. Or do they just like, does one guy own like a shit ton of property that is adjacent to this area? And he's like, I don't want you on my lawn. Like, what is this like up there? But we I don't think know. apparently based on like what what it kind of looks like and kind of what I've seen and read, the, the family has moved out like long ago. And now it's really just like that mountainous area and forest. So it's kind of like if you were to go again, like the idea of like Beauty and the Beast, the forest where you have the, the castle and then the forest is in the middle and then there's the town over there. So it's kind of like the forest is this piece of land. Um, the society owns like the home like whatever the hoa owns this piece and they don't want people going there anymore so they've closed it off completely to the point where it's kind of i think that they even like used fences and they kind of fenced it in or like kind of at least chained it off and the minute people like come through the town and are like asking where it is the other people are like you better get the hell out of here because the cops are going to come like we're going to call them like that's just how it is because they don't want the spectacle of the of what's going on which Listen, if if I'm near like a haunted area, I'm gonna be like, do what you want. Like as long as like do what you want. Yeah, I don't care. I'm but getting the village vibes. Like what? That's kind of like, what like... I'm getting to. Okay, like that's what I'm getting right. Everybody's like, we don't talk about it. You don't, you know, don't bring it up. Don't yeah. talk about it. Whatever. Like it's just some like creepy area where like the town hides like something. Something's hidden. Tell me, I need to know. So where this ends is that Nancy Ziegler, who co-authored Deadly Town, which is a a story based on this particular, like with all the history and all that kind of stuff. She said that it has to do more with people wanting the land and wanting the claim to the land so that she's thinking that they're claiming it's haunted to prevent people from buying it. But I don't know if like she knows people nowadays. That doesn't prevent people from buying things. Like people want to go to haunted areas. I can tell you where his next haunted museum would be. 
right? Like, oh my God, we're going to put it right on the top of the mountain of Dudley Town. I would be there every day. <laughs> oh my yes, God, please. it's insane. Basically, she's saying it's all BS. They're just saying it's haunted so that people will stay away. But like that makes people want to come more. So that's also the reason why they've had to close it. And it's just, and actually, even when I heard uh, Lorraine Warren and her step, what son-in-law talk. Son-in-law. And he would always like, jokingly say like well if you want to go here's how you get off the blah 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 blah." and he'd like get like tell people how to get there like driving wise but it's like you can't get in like they will not let you in so realistically we the only thing we have are the people who are able to get in before um they closed it off so so yeah that's that's dudley okay so if you are one of the people who got to be there before they closed it down please, please let us know Facebook, email, website, whatever, however. And if you're the one who took I the rock, please. Put it okay? back. You don't take rocks. You don't leave take the rocks rock. from places. Don't take okay, the rock. It. You don't Our know. Our people don't take on. rocks. We don't do that. You don't know where that's been. Don't vandalize. You don't know what's going to come home with it. And what happens in Dudley Town probably will not stay in Dudley Town. <laughs> Just leave it there. Like some weird <sighs> crap happened. Okay, we we kind of debunked the idea that it's a Dudley family curse, but yeah, some weird. I want to know what the creatures are, and, and that's I would the thing. love like, to I know more get about. Anything. Yeah, and I would I love to know anything. more about the ghostly disco in the woods. That's another thing I would love to hear more about. So if you know anything, they said, let us know. It's d- weird <laughs> colors, but I'm like, what kind of colors? <laughs> Is it pretty colors? <laughs> Oh my god. It's just black and white. It's really just a strobe light. It's fine. It's- <laughs> oh my god. Like a ghost rave in the rock. <laughs> and also, <laughs> if you're a ghost haunting there, like, what are you still doing there? That place is crazy. Get out of there. You didn't want to be there when you were alive. Why are you still there when you're dead? It's like the, the ghosts who have to work in death. Poor things. Okay, so since this is our first so that episode, is that Connecticut. Was, oh my god, that's Connecticut! <laughs> that's our first episode done in the books. It's always fun. We hope you guys still hang out with us. Next week is another state, and we're excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. So, um, this is exciting. Okay. So thank you so much for listening today. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Death Before Booze Podcast. Uh, make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend about us. Uh, we're on all your major podcasting platforms, I guess is the thing. If we're not on your favorite one, sure. let us know. Jen will fix it because she's the, you know, editing, making sure people can hear us, Guru. That's all her. Um, make sure you come to our website shoot us an email say hi um on our website you can find our patreon where we're going to be making special content we're going to have a book club we're still coming up with more things that we're going to do but we're going to have a good time over there we got lots of stuff we might do some sort of like listener stories or something cool like that so go in the recesses of your brain think of all this creepy weirdo things that have happened or if you heard about a murder or a just something that you think other people should know about, feel free to email it to us. Our email is deathbeforebooze at gmail.com. Let us know. And maybe in the future, we will start sharing your stories as well. Anything else? And listen, if you've seen any of those creatures in Dudley Town, please 
send us something. Tell me about the <laughs> like, creatures. I'm petrified. I need to I know. Need what to they know. Are. I, right. I you can't I like didn't find anything. I'm so upset. <laughs> oh my god. Imagine if you put that picture up on the blog of like the creatures or like somebody drew a picture of it. I'd be like, nah, no. Uh we were gonna have a podcast. I think I'm out. I don't know. <laughs> These things are making people walk in the woods and vanish. So like we're not on board for that. <laughs> no. All right. Well, All right. thanks for listening. I'm Jen. <laughs> I'm Sam. And this is Death and- Before Booze. Yay! Bye! See you next time.